0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go It's right down Broadway, Dionisio lets it fly And it's, oh it's raining now
1: It's time for Rain Delay Theater With Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski Hello Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is
1: episode number, I didn't check it, uh, number 216. (laughs) And today we are recapping the Chicago Sports Spectacular that we went to uh, on November 17th, 2023. And we're also going to be doing our big over-under recap episode, so it's always a fun one to go back and look at the uh, the things we predicted for uh, the 2023 season, see what we hit, see what we didn't, see what we got way wrong and what we got um, way, way over, way under. So um should be a fun episode. Um, and I guess we can just, Jack, we can just jump right into the, the, the card show, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, we went on the... Uh, Jeremy, what is this What is this called again? Is this the, This isn't the National, is it? It's
1: not the National. It's the Chicago Sports Spectacular.
0: Right. Right. So we went to this event last year. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We once again went on a Friday night. Jeremy was once again coming from some work event. So we showed up at different times, um, but we, we got there. Our main goal was to get Cecil Fielder's autograph. He was signing for uh, uh, the low, low price of $40, which is actually pretty reasonable. Um, and yep. so yeah, we were there to get him and just kind of browse around.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Once again, it, man, I, I'm, I'm really curious as to what happens, what will happen next year. But yeah, it was, um, I was coming from my work holiday party, which is in the South loop, which couldn't be more far, far from Rosemont <laughs> and, and a Friday night. So it was just, it was brutal. Um, I think it took me an hour and 45 minutes to get there, maybe an hour and a half, something like that. And it took me just like forty five minutes just to get from the south loop to the expressway. Mm. Uh, it was so brutal, and like I thought I would never get there. And so when I when I did finally get there, Jack, you had been there for at least an hour, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been there for an hour. I will say I wasn't bored. Um, yeah. I was just kind of browsing around. There's so there's too there's too much there's too much yeah. to look at there with just all of the different booths. Um, but yeah, I was I was probably there for a good hour before you showed up.
1: And, and Jack, remind me, you didn't you did not go to the national this year, right?
0: No, I, I I did not. That was the one in the summer, and I didn't go to that one.
1: So just to give some, I I know I talked about it a little bit um on the episode. I'm pretty sure when that came out, but just to give you some perspective, Jack, the the national is no joke, like three times bigger than that.
0: Man, I can't even Im- imagine.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's totally crazy. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there, Jack is correct. There's just even with this show. So they do this show semi-annually. So they'll do another one in March. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just like, it's a lot to, to take in, um, even, even in this scope. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's cool that, uh, you got to look around a little bit, um, before I got there. Uh, anything that stood out to you, Jack, before? Yeah. I I mean, um,
0: you know, I, I was able to see that one booth with the, uh, with all of the priceless autographs. Um, they have like a, a John Quincy Adams autograph. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, not John Gotti. Maybe John Gotti. Yeah, John Gotti, like some letters from John Gotti and stuff. Mm. So all stuff that's not for sale. But it's almost like things that belong in a museum, but they're here. Um, so that's cool. Uh, they, they, there was that, that guy that had the Jaws 2 cards again. Once again, I did not buy them. <laughs> yeah. So next year it's going to be like, will Jack buy these Jaws 2 cards? The answer is probably not. Um, yeah. if there was if there were some cast members still living from that movie that I, that I wanted to get signed, um, you know, their autograph, I, I might, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So that was, uh, that was a thing. Um, real, and, uh, real quick yeah. about
1: those jaws cards, Jack, I, we made the observation that they were still there, um, yep. a year later, which again, shows you like how these guys just <laughs> kind of, a lot of these guys have the same inventory that they just like trot out every year. Um, and some some weird stuff, oddball stuff like that. They actually call it like oddball. Um, like mm-hmm. oddball stuff like that just, you know, it's a very specific, uh, 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 you know, very specific interest group. Um, so uh, it will probably be there next year. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we, we briefly passed this guy, but I saw him on my first lap, was the, uh, the guy that had all of the videos of the old games. Um, he was there once again the one thing i remember about that guy from last year and i didn't check his prices this year but his stuff was way overpriced like one one video was like 30 or dvd i should say was like 30 dollars um you know not that's that's too much that's a little too rich for my blood for what the product is
1: yeah it's uh it's a tough one um i don't know how much he sells the that for but um, a lot of the stuff is older stuff Mm -hmm. and so I you know maybe the thought process is that the guys who you know are the prime target for that have 30 bucks to to spend (laughs) on that stuff you know sure I don't know but um yeah I I also feel like some of that stuff you could probably find on YouTube um so agreed so yeah so that's a tough one but um but yeah there is um I don't know a lot of cool stuff um well, I, I don't have the the business card in front of me, Jack. But we got to talk about that one guy. Do you want to talk about him after the autographs, or do you? Wanna yeah, talk yeah, him?
0: sure. Um, I'm, we might as well just kind of go in chronological order, even yeah. though not that much happened to us besides just you know getting those autographs and, and browsing a little. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I basically met up with you right as you got in line for uh, to buy print a, a prince fielder ticket and then like we basically we we got in line pretty much you showed up and then fielder you showed up about six and then fielder started signing at six fifteen. so there was there wasn't a whole lot of time before we got his autograph
1: yeah yeah i was worried that i was gonna be like rushing um to get in there so i, I headed right to the autograph ticket table um or autograph ticket booth bought my autograph tickets Um, And then, yeah, uh, met up with Jack and we we got in line. Um, uh, Yeah, it was, um, you know, so it's interesting. Like, I guess, you know, Jack, in my mind, I was thinking that you had done like the Cubs convention signings. Mm -hmm. But that night really wasn't any, weren't weren't any real like formal signings, I guess. So, no. um, So, yeah, this was, this was kind of a new, regardless, it was going to be like a new experience with like the paid signings and whatnot. For sure. It my um, first paid signing. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you went through the line for Boog and JD, right? Um, yeah, uh, yes, I
0: did. And then I also got Lee Smith, Ray Burris. Or I think that's I got. Right. I don't think I got Ray Burris, but um, that time. But I got Lee. I did. I did get Ray Burris, Lee Smith, and uh, what's his face? <laughs> Miguel, Miguel Montero. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Right. So so yeah. So you know, it, this is something I've been doing for for a while, for a little bit now. Um, so like, I've kind of gotten the the rhythm of it all, and you kind of have to like just jump. You have to just like like shoot the gap and and jump on that moment where you can like say something to the, the to the player the the guy who you're getting signed. So we kind of went through that protocol a little bit. And of yeah. course, there's always like X factors. Uh, once you get up there, like you know, you drop your pen cap or like <laughs> the guy you know takes a swig of beer or something. Like you know, whatever. There, any any odd ball thing might occur to to kind of throw a wrench in the works. Um, so we're, we're in line. The line was, it was moving pretty quickly. I feel like Mm -hmm. we, we kind of got in, got up there. Um, not sure how many overall autograph tickets were sold for Cecil Fielder. Uh, there was, um, we, we kind of had numbers like 19 and 21, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. And dude, I bought my ticket like 20 minutes before you did. So
1: yeah, it's only one person bought one in, in the interim. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got in line and, um, you know, we were kind of like, getting ready to say something I already thought of, some things that I wanted to say to, to Cecil, uh, one of which being I was going to ask him how many Coney dogs he could crush in one sitting, huh. <laughs> which I kind of wish I would have asked him that, especially in retrospect. Um, sure. So, hell, I might pay $40 again just so I can ask him that, <laughs> that question, but we'll see. But So so we get up there. We're getting up there, I should say, and there's a guy, like two, two people ahead of us, I want to say. Yeah. And... This guy comes up and is trying to get like these posters signed by by Cecil Fielder, and I think he had two, Jack, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had one that I think they were both like in these like cardboard box. They were rolled up. They're posters. They were. And I rolled...
0: think he had he had a, a tiger's helmet too.
1: Okay, so maybe he had the helmet and then a poster.
0: I think that's what it was. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he like he put down the the helmet. And, you know, Cecil signs it like so when you get up to the table, there's two guys. There's Cecil Fielder and then like a guy who's taking the tickets and kind of just helping expedite the situation, like handing him the item or the marker or whatever, telling him like if there's a special request. Um, So uh, he hands the 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 guy hands like the the expediter, like the the helmet and he gives it to Cecil. Cecil signs it doesn't take very long. And I swear the guy was just like standing there watching him sign it. He wasn't getting his other item ready. So then <laughs> Cecil like signs the the helmet and then the guy goes like, oh, I got this uh this poster too. And it was in a cardboard box. He opens up the cardboard box, then the poster's wrapped up, like it's it's rolled up in a tube, and there's like a, you know, a rubber band on it. So like he's like trying to like open up the the box. He finally and like he's fumbling with the box. He has like he has the he grabs the helmet too, I think at one point, like while he's trying to do it. So he has like his hands full and he's got like a backpack and he's got a bunch of other stuff that he was going to get signed by other people. And he's just like struggling to get this stupid poster open. And like, he, he like finally on un- like gets out of the box. Then he finally takes the rubber band off and then he finally like puts it down. Um, and the whole thing like, like was taken forever. And like, um, tell me if I'm missing any steps there, Jack.
0: <laughs> no, not really. And like after after Fielder signed it, Fielder was, like, being careful about, like, giving it back to the guy because he thought it was just going to roll up into a little, uh, you know, he thought it was going to roll up again. So it was just, like, the whole thing was a mess, and the guy was still standing there when we got our autographs.
1: Yeah, and, and so real quick, like, even before that, even before he actually signed it, the expediter guy said to the, said to the, the attendee, he's like, all right, man, come on, let's let's kind of pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, And rightfully so. And then Cecil, I think Cecil, not even, like, really hearing that. He was like, hey, take your time, man, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Like, it kind of reads as to, like, the vibe of Cecil Fielder overall. But the expediter guy was definitely right. It's like, dude, come on, man, there's fucking people behind you. Like, why weren't you ready? And so, yeah, so then Cecil, like, hands him back the poster. And then this guy basically, like, moves over to the side still with his stuff on the table in front of Cecil Fielder, but just slightly off to the side. And he's like trying to like get his fucking life in order. Like he's trying to like put all this shit back where, you know, in these boxes and bags where it came from. And it's like, dude, you cannot do that here. Like it would be like, if you went to like McDonald's, you ordered like during lunch rush, ordered food and then slightly stepped to the side and started, like, organizing all your bills and your coins in your pocket and, and, like, change purse and all this shit. And it's like, dude, take it take it to the side, you know, to, to no, get a booth. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it'd be, it'd be like if you did that, but then stepped to the side and, like, started eating your food, like, <laughs> yeah. next to the register.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. And so then that, of course, that kind of, like, I feel like that threw a little bit of a, a, a wrench in the works because yeah. when it was our time to go up there. This guy was still there. So I was, I was, I was ahead. I was first, uh, between me and Jack. So I went in, had him sign my card and, um, he signed it. And I think the rhythm that I've kind of fallen into is like, I, I give him the thing. I maybe say something like, Hey Cecil or whatever. Um, and let him start signing. And then when he's like almost done signing, then I'll start saying the one thing I want to say. Sometimes yeah. I'll wait until they're fully done signing and then say it just so it doesn't, like, fuck up their autograph. Um, because if you're trying to write something and someone's talking to you, it might, you know, cross your wires a little bit. So For sure. So I did. So I gave him the card. Or the the guy handed him the card. I had a special. I had, like, a specific uh, marker I wanted him to sign it with. Um, so I handed that all off. I said, like, hello, Mr. Fielder. Um, and uh, he started signing. And then I think I pretty much waited till he was done. And I, I said to him, I'm like... Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Fielder, uh, you know, I was nine years old when you hit those uh, 51 homers. And, uh, you know, as a little kid, there was nothing bigger than that. It was, it was, it was, was, you know, it was really cool. And so Cecil goes like, yeah, man, it was off the chain, right? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I, I did not know how to respond to that. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so I'm like, thank you. Thank you, man. He's like, all right. And then, like, I took my stuff and I just, like, got out of there. And meanwhile, this guy is standing, the, the, the fucking helmet and poster guy, it was like, an inch from me and still putting his shit away. And I just like got out of there. And, it, you know, I feel like it was like four people passed by before this guy even got out of the line.
0: Yeah, it was, um, that, that was funny though, Jeremy, cause I, I heard the whole, I heard everything you said to him and I, I heard his response and now, I, whenever I look at that fifty one Homer season, I'll always think of it as like a season he himself described as being off the chain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but also needing to ask you for confirmation, like a little bit, like, yeah, right? Like that was off the chain. It was yeah. great. um unfortunately, i didn't I didn't say anything to him. i He is the only player to ever hit one um over County Stadium, like over the bleachers. So I was maybe gonna mention that. Um, also you know his son was one of my favorite players when he was on the Brewers but that's kind of a, a, a touchy subject with him because they, they were estranged for a while so I just I just kind of opted to get the autograph say hello and and uh, and leave um, but I, I will say that you know this was the first autograph I've ever paid for and I was like is that gonna make the whole experience less legit whatever Um no, nah, it was actually pretty cool. Um, I don't yeah. think I would pay to get like Patrick Wisdom because I could probably get him at Wrigley Field, but yeah. Cecil Fielder is a guy I would never have any. Um, there, there would be no chance to ever get him like outside of a, a signing. So you know, for that price and him being a guy that I liked when I was a kid, yeah, why not? And it was cool. And I, I, I can see the, I can see see the card right now from where I'm sitting at my desk. Yep. it looks cool. He has a nice, nice looking autograph. Uh, yeah, and I have no regrets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's like, it's kind of like, I think I've probably said it in the midst of the season or the last two seasons of getting autographs. When you do pay for it, you're pretty much paying for the opportunity to to get a non-rushed signature and to maybe have a chance to say something to the guy. Right. And, you know, so it's like, there's certain things that you're paying for. Like, you know, we've gotten some autographs. In person, that were kind of messy or whatever, definitely rushed, and so like that's the that's the only trade off in doing it the way we do it in person. But um, but yeah, like you said, with the guy with Cecil Fielder, it's a guy who we don't normally have access to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got one other autograph. Uh, you got one other one too, right?
1: I did. I so um, they were they were giving there was like this thing where like you could get like a free autograph, like you could win like a random free autograph when you when you bought your admission, but. I don't know. I feel like I showed up too late um, to maybe get one. I feel like they probably handed those out earlier in the day. Rick Dempsey was one of those guys, so I brought a Rick Dempsey card just in case. And he was like thirty bucks um, with a free inscription. Um, so I would figured for that price with the free inscription, it was worth it. And like he's he's a he's a eighty three uh, World Series MVP. So I'm like, well, I'll get that and um it'll it'll be worth it for me so i ended up just buying a rick dempsey card and getting his autograph so rick dempsey catcher longtime catcher for the baltimore orioles and the la dodgers um i remember rick dempsey as like a guy who always wore a his a baseball hat under his uh mask he didn't wear a helmet sure. um so he had a cool look to him and plus he kind of looked he was like a not an exceptionally big guy and he had like a big mustache and like he just like looked like a classic like 70s 80s guy so um so it was cool to get him so I I got him and um I asked him I got up to the front of the line that line took forever um and like me and Jack were making eye contact when he was like waiting (laughs) on the outside uh of the line and I was in the line and um I could see why, because he was pretty talkative. So so when um you know, so as I was getting up there, I was like, Well, you know, hey, I'm gonna get my, you know, my five minutes with the guy or whatever. So I just asked him, I was trying to think of what to ask him, and so I just asked him I did something similar. When I got Neil Kotz's autograph a couple like a year ago or so, I asked him, like, hey, did Lou ever get mad at you? And he's like, Oh yeah, of course. Um so I'm like, Well, you know, let me ask him about Earl Weaver. So and and I had not done any research with Rick Dempsey, Jack, it turns out that there's a whole like, uh, like audio clip of him on like a Colin show on the radio where he kind of talks about his issues with, with Earl Weaver. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. I, I meant to send it to you, Jack, because he, he kind of, um, uh, enlightened, like, uh, you know, elaborates on the on what he told me. So I, I basically asked him like, yeah, Hey, you, you, know how, what's the, ma- what's the most mad that, uh, Earl Weaver ever got at you? And he's like, Oh, Earl, He's like, Oh hmm. uh, Yeah. Uh, we used to throw, we used to throw equipment at each other. And I was like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I threw a baseball bat at his head once and he's lucky I missed him. Um, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I went back and I found this, like, I, I was trying to look for articles about it and he told, he told this story, um, about when that happened and they were like throwing, like he took, he took Rick Dempsey out of the game as it was Rick Dempsey was taking his catching gear off. He was like throwing the pieces at Earl and Earl was like throwing them back at Dempsey. It was pretty crazy.
0: That's funny. That's two, two grown men doing that to each other. That's yeah. pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah. Plus a player and a manager too. Like, right. um, so, so yeah, so, um, it was pretty cool. So it was cool that I got to like meet him and ask him that question. And, uh, he did it he 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 signed a 1981 card for me um always try to get those signed when I can and I mm-hmm. uh, gave like the 83 World Series MVP inscription so I don't know for 30 bucks I felt like he couldn't go wrong there so um so yeah I walked away with two pretty good autos um but definitely the Cecil auto was like the highlight man I have it on my desk right now and I'm looking right at it and um I'm, I'm, I've kind of have it displayed on my desk uh so it's a pretty it's a pretty cool one the guy I, I've loved that guy ever since I was a little kid so
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. He was, uh, I I liked him too. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a success. Um, we did a little bit more browsing and I I guess we might as well talk about this guy now. I have, I have his business card.
1: You have it? Good.
0: Okay. I, I do. And, and, uh, his business's name is Deals by George. Um, And the guy's name is W.R. George. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll get him on the podcast uh, sometime. He's an interesting fellow. But he had about 1,000 in-person autographs. Um, Hell, maybe even more than that.
1: that. He he had more than that. I almost want to say he had like 10,000 because he had had binders of them too, like binders and boxes. Just his whole table was all in in in-person autographs.
0: Yeah, it was it was insane, um, and like you know, he even had a box for deceased players. And you know, you asked the question, "I wonder if he's got Wakefield?" And yeah, sure enough, he had about ten Wakefields. Yeah. Um, so pretty much any player you could think of, this guy had. It we, was it was crazy.
1: I I had to go straight to his box of deceased players because there was way too many more, way too many other ones to look at. I had to just like sure. have a singular focus, and the way he he engaged with us started talking to us was he like he kind of wandered over and so like he's in he was an older guy jack would you say would you say like maybe like around 60 or something
0: yeah i would say he's probably 60s yeah
1: um and uh just kind of like salt and pepper hair like kind of dark brown hair mustache again not unlike rick dempsey um huh. i want to say he was wearing like a, a usa like shirt or something sure <laughs> um, yeah and a baseball cap and it, he just he just he like came over to us he's like well, I see that you found my box of deceased players. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, those are all deceased players in there. Uh, you know, take a look, whatever. And um, and we were like, yeah, this is amazing. And so we were just looking for a while. And then I just, um, I think I said to him, I'm like, so uh, did you get uh, most, are these mostly in-person autographs? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're all in person. And he pointed to his display box. And he's like, except for the ones from the food companies. And he had like, ones that were like in like in autograph inserts from like Jimmy Dean sausage or like Purina yeah. dog food or whatever. But like, other than that, yeah, they were all like signed in person. So
0: yeah. yeah. And we, we started yeah. talking to him a little bit and he was like, yeah, I've been doing this for 50 years. He's like, there's not a ball player you can name that I haven't gotten. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, I got mantle. Wilt, Ted Willie, Teddy ball game. I think that's what he That's what he <laughs> called them. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, I ain't gotten none of the new guys. He's like, I never got Otani. I, I can't remember if he said he'd gotten Trout or not. Maybe he had. But, yeah. um, but then, uh, so so naturally, we uh, I-, I asked him. I was like, yeah, was-, was there ever a guy like you couldn't get or like who was the hardest guy to get? And he's like, he- the way he t- t- told the story, he was like, well, the one guy I out- He's like the one guy I always tried to get and never could. Always asked him, always said no. Tried to get him a million times and he never signed for me. Asked him, asked him uh, every which way, and he went on like that. Like he literally, he literally said about a hundred different ways of like asking a guy and the guy not signing. Um, and then he's like, yeah, the one guy who was always really tough was Bernie Williams. Uh, <laughs> and like that after all of that preamble like bernie williams was the guy that he said yeah
1: yeah that was that was awesome it, it was literally like you know we were like leaning we were like lurching forward slowly as he kept qualifying it and ramping up to it we're like who's it going to be who's it going to be <laughs> <And> like <laughs> He loved it too. And like, I think yeah. that's when he said, th- I think even in his preamble, that's when maybe when he said, he's like, I've gotten every, there's not a guy on this, on this table. You can say I haven't gotten, I've gotten <laughs> Ted Williams. I got Mickey Mantle all the way to-, to Joe Schmo, who never amounted anything, but the one guy <laughs> I never got was Bernie Williams. <laughs> and, uh, it was fucking awesome. And like, yeah, like he just like, I think he was like, uh, <laughs> but that's the other thing too is like, he did get him but he yep. got him he's like i you know I, I got him at a at a dinner where you know you pay to get him and everyone has to sign but you know i never <laughs> got him in person so it's like he even the guy who he didn't get he still got he just didn't yeah. it just didn't t- tick his his qualification box sure. um but like yeah it was just awesome so like yeah i mean we so we I, I did mention it to him even before Jack asked him, I said, like, hey, you know, me and me and this guy, we go to we, we, we graph at uh, Wrigley Field now and he's like, Oh yeah, how is it? And like and so we told him like, you know, it sounds like it's it's gotten better over the years. We've had like really good luck, uh, the two years we've been doing it and all this stuff. And um we, you know, walked around and kept looking for the rest of the night and uh we ended up coming back to get his card. And um, yeah, I mean, if this guy is, um you know, able to, you know, if we can, if we can, I think if we can set it up a certain way where he doesn't, have, or all he has to do is call in, sure. um I think it would be really cool to, to be able to uh, get him on the show somehow, maybe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that folks. And yeah, one more thing he did say was he was talking, he seemed, he lives in Bradenton. I don't know how close that is to Tampa, but it seems like the Tropicana it's, Field is his home base.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty close.
0: Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's getting harder in Tampa every year. He's yeah. like, I hate, I hate those Nets, um, mm-hmm. and like the Nets are bad for graphing. I will, I will, I will say that. So, um, yeah, this guy was cool. It was, it was really cool to meet him, and you know, he's, he's, he's a good storyteller. So hopefully, hopefully, we can maybe figure out a way to get him on. Um, one more funny thing from the. Uh, uh, the, the show before we kind of move on to our, our over-unders is Jeremy saw an autographed uh, football helmet. It was a Bill's helmet of uh, uh, OJ Simpson. Um, and then he got, I, you must've given you a taste, Jeremy, for that <laughs> autograph, you know?
1: Yeah, we were <clears throat> in, you know, just browsing all the tables. You see, you see, you see everything from Mantle to Ted Williams to the Joe <laughs> <Schmo>. <laughs> and, uh, You see everything. And so like, and yeah, there's been like these, O.J. Simpson, uh, or well, not there has been, but there was a guy with a table and he had an O.J. Simpson like helmet, uh, like a full size helmet, like white uh, Bills <clears throat> '70s helmet, and it looked really cool. Um, the signature, it did. So I was walking around. I went back Sunday to get a oldest Chapman, and um, I was just walking around and I saw a guy who had eight by tens, and um, that's a you know, there's all these different. You know, valleys you can go into uh, cards, bats, balls, 8x10s, whatever. And 8x10s, oddly, are, like, fairly affordable when it comes to autographs. And I, I kind of think they're kind of cool. I, I don't really want to make that my main thing, just, again, for display purposes and, and whatnot. But I went by uh, this one guy's table, and he had an OJ Simpson 8x10. And it's a cool picture of him, like, running... Um, and, uh, it's from the, you know, late seventies, maybe early eighties. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was signed by him and, uh, it was, um, yeah, it was like 50 bucks. I don't know that again, when you add all this stuff up, it, it's quite a lot, but sure. I felt like that was a reasonable price for OJ. And I mean, listen. he's not not a great guy Uh, (laughs) you know you could you could argue that he's worse than danny Amendola, even (laughs) but um just for the sheer oddball factor of it it's like man maybe i should put this in the collection so i ended up uh it was like a sunday like end of day decision to pick that up so i i have an oj simpson autographed eight by ten in my collection now
0: well it's like you said to me um you know he he's maybe not a guy you really need to meet in person. Yeah, so yes,
1: exactly. I was like I'm I'm cool just buying like one that was already signed.
0: <laughs> um yeah, you're right though, man. That is a that is a cool one for the the collection. If only you could have gotten him on a a, a Naked Gun um yeah. picture. That would have been cool. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, that's uh that's good stuff um and you know, I can only imagine that we'll go back next year and uh you know, maybe I'll go to the National this year too, something else to check out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, two years. It's, it's in Chicago every two years. So you got, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. You got a year to, to, to plan for it.
0: <laughs> uh, fan- uh, wonderful. Fantastic. Maybe I can build up my card collection. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to our over unders for 2023. Um, I'm thinking that we can just kind of go in the order, in the order we did it, uh, back in uh, March or April or whenever it was, uh, that we, that we did this one. I think it must've been April. Cause we have some stats here. Um, Okay, so uh, the first one we had was Miles Masterbony plate appearances. The over under was 21, uh, and he currently had 17. So basically, that over under was Will Mas- Will Miles Masterbony play another game for the Cubs at yeah. that point? He currently had 17 <clears throat> at bats. I think Jeremy he Bo- had, yeah. I
1: think had just been sent down at that point too.
0: Yes, yeah, he had. So, so. Um, yeah, and this was for total plate appearances. Um, so we both took the uh, uh, we both took the under on that. We both said he was going to get under 21 plate appearances. So we thought he would not get four more the whole season. I was just going to put um, uh, LOL for this one because he ended up with 149 plate appearances (laughs) on the year.
1: Yeah. Um, It's, it's funny um, going back over these Cubs over under specifically. And it makes you really, it took me back to like the April version of the Cubs, which was like, what the hell is this team doing? And, you know yep. what's going what's what's going on here like there's no thought no glimmer of playoffs on the horizon based on mm-hmm. the way the team was being run at that point so yeah um we were thinking you know the thought process there is yeah like this guy shouldn't be on the team he's gone now maybe he's gone for good and clearly that wasn't the case so
0: <laughs> no i mean <laughs> hell he stayed on the on the team till the last weekend of the year when i got his autograph i mean he was yeah. up and down but, yeah. um, he was, he was certainly on the team during I, their stretch run.
1: Yeah. I wish I had the number of how many times he was sent up and down. I think I, I almost want to say they said it was like a record for the year or something. Like, I think Jeez. he seriously got called up and down, like maybe like 10 times, like sure. over the course of the year. And like, yeah, I think he was starting at third base in the last week of the season, Jack.
0: Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. yeah for oh, sure.
1: Jesus fucking
0: Christ, man. <laughs> um, so that, that was a good one. We were both wrong. We both missed on that one. Um, yeah. Another one that was interesting was uh, Combined Games Played, Uh, Matt Mervis and Christopher Morrell. The over-under was 240 um, uh, for Combined Games Played, Uh, and uh, it looks like they they ended with the under on that one, Jeremy, for Major League Games. I I had 134 games in total. Is that what it was for both of them combined?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. This was Games Played, not not, uh, Played Appearances.
0: Yeah, so this so, was games played. Um, so Mervis played twenty seven games this year, and Morrell played one hundred and seven, which is surprising because there was no path to at bats for him. But um, yeah, that's uh, uh for for Mervis. Whatever he ended, he was kind of a bust this year. I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't ready, or he just didn't do very well when he was up. But Christopher uh, Christopher Morrell should have played more than one hundred seven games for the Cubs.
1: Yeah, you'd think that maybe that would have given them the two extra wins they needed to make the playoffs. But sure. Um, yeah, what's done is done and Ross is fired but um, yeah so, yeah
0: I had the, I had the under I guess I was right on that Jeremy. I think you had you maybe optimistically took the over on it
1: Yeah yeah and I, it did not pan out so uh, yeah, that was an interesting one.
0: yeah for sure. Um, uh, the next one we has had was Ross bullpen mismanagements. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had 5.5 uh, Jeremy uh, you ended up writing probably over for this one. I think I, I took the over on it you took the under. Um, we sort of lost track of all of them, but I mean, hell, we were probably at three games ourselves where he had questionable bullpen uh, management. Um, I, I think him being fired just means that this, this one was was the over.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it, I think there was a lot of <clears throat> mismanagements that ended up, like, not... Um, not showing themselves at the time because I think mm-hmm. as, essentially what happened was he overused Lighter, and um uh I can't even remember who else but uh he overused so many of those guys like Alzali in like July August that like mm-hmm. by end of September they were cashed and yes and it ended up costing him later on in the end so I think yeah I think if you could go back and look at the times when Leiter pitched when he shouldn't have and Alzelay pitched when he shouldn't have, you could count those. So I, I think it's definitely over.
0: For sure. And, you know, to say nothing of, like, the times that he put Jose Quas in when he maybe shouldn't have, uh, yeah. et cetera. So, okay, yeah, so our next one was the Hayden Wisniewski uh, one we had here. Uh, so when we did this, um, the first over-under, his ERA was 750. He did not get He did not get off to a good start this season. Um, we ultimately uh, the over under was 450. Would he would his ERA be over or under that? Um, uh, Jeremy, you had the under. I had the over, and he ended up slightly over 450. His ERA was 463 for the year. He ended up being a long reliever kind of guy for the Cubs. Um, I don't know if that's going to be his place now in their uh, you know in their uh, pitching staff going forward, but uh, it's, you know it seemed to work out okay. He was an innings eater. Uh, but yeah, yeah he uh he ended up a little over 450.
1: yeah i'm um <clears throat> i'm hoping they can work with him in the off season and kind of just straighten his head out i i think maybe he just got a little too full of himself after that <laughs> that stint in 2022 yeah um he had some runs where he kind of got I, I he definitely got under 450 at one point um so he had some runs where he kind of like got under but then i think towards the end he kind of got the wheels started falling off a little bit again and it kind of solidified him on the over for that one. Mm. But uh, yeah, he looked so good in 2022 um, that I just feel like they, they've got to like figure out where he veered off. I think they were saying he was trying to like finesse the ball too much. Um, So hopefully they can fix him for 2024. I think they, they definitely will. We will need him, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I read an article, I think it was in The the Athletic, that said uh, Daniel Moscos was responsible for, for bringing Wisniewski to the Cubs because um, Moskos was in the Yankees organization when Wesneski was there. So, you know, hopefully they retain Daniel Moskos too. Um, okay, uh, Cody Bellinger uh, over-under. Um, we had the average at 250 um, with 25 homers and 75 RBIs. Would he go over or under that? Uh, when we did that podcast his average was 245 he had three home runs and 10 rbis feel like he got off to kind of a sluggish start i mean you know we that that first game we saw him at i think he took an 0 for four with a double play um but uh uh anyway i had over on all three um jeremy you had under for average push for home runs (laughs) and (laughs) over for rbis uh well uh, he did finish over for average. <clears throat> he finished with a 307 average. He was damn close to a push for home runs. He had yeah. 26 home runs, um, so that was a pretty that was pretty spot on. And then he had 97 RBIs, which is um, pretty crazy considering he missed some time with an injury. So yeah, fantastic season overall. Uh, but yeah, he ended up over on all three.
1: Do you remember how much he missed? Did, he didn't miss like a month, quite did he?
0: Yeah, it was a couple of weeks I mean what did he play about 140 games uh, some of those may have been days off too but um yeah I, I felt like it was a couple of weeks but um yeah be wrong <clears throat>
1: and then I think it took him a little bit of time to kind of ramp up after he got off the um the il but yeah he he yeah we we probably made this right right before he turned it like he it clicked for him and yeah. uh yeah he obviously ended up having a great year but uh yeah so the my my one redeeming thing from that is that I almost Hit it with the push on the homers, but
0: (laughs) yeah, right. He played 130 games this year. Um, yeah, some of those may have been platoon situations, whatever, but yeah, he, you know, missed a whole month of action from days off an injury, uh, and still impressive numbers. Okay. Uh, let's, let's move on to the, uh, the white Sox. Um, so, uh, uh, we had, uh, Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez games played 210 total combined. Uh, we both, we know that those guys have had trouble with injuries over the years. Um, Jeremy, we both took the over for this one. We both said that they would play a combined 210-plus uh, games. Uh, and we were both right. They ended up playing 265 games. Um, so they, they were both able to stay relatively healthy this year. Alloy had some some injury problems. But in general, yeah. even though the White Sox had a dreadful year, I guess that, that was a success.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know <clears throat> if this is a good stat for the White Sox because um, they these guys actually did play... A, a service almo- serviceable amount of games and they still were horrible so <laughs> you know you could have blamed it previous years that's like well one's always injured but they're both healthy this year and it it still didn't matter so I don't know it's this is a truly a White Sox one where it's like a good thing <laughs> ends up not really it, it ends up exposing the team more than it actually helped them
0: <laughs> it's funny I, I hadn't thought of it that way but um you know you're right uh, uh, yeah. So then I think they'll be even worse next year, too. It seems like they're entertaining trades for Eloy and, and Cease. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so our next one, this is a, a bit more comedic, uh, <laughs> but it is, it is overheard. We should have kept a Um, and the over under on that was one point, was 1.5. Um, And it it turned out to be under. We did not really hear that this year. I think that was for a couple of reasons, though, Jeremy. First, because Abreu didn't really have that great of a year with the Astros. Um, I didn't look at what his final numbers are, but I don't think he hit his first home run until May, in like late May or something, So Mm. or mid-May, late May. So he he wasn't exactly Mm. setting the world on fire in Houston. I think they gave him a three-year deal. Um, So he's, he's sort of officially over the hill, I think. Uh, but, uh, also we just didn't go to that many White Sox games. And yeah. when we were there, there was no one around us.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I think we heard, I, I, I can't remember if we had already heard one and then like came up with this or what, but like, I think, I feel like we heard something. I think maybe we, we just like thought that that would happen. And I, I think I did hear someone say something about a Brayu like early in our first White <laughs> Sox game. I think so too. Yeah. But it wasn't it w- it was a stretch and considering we heard nothing similar to that we, we got to call this one an under so
0: for sure yeah, Jeremy next year um, <clears throat> we, we can have stray bullets caught over under 0. <laughs> 0.5 so we'll you know Most definitely. see, see where the, yeah see where that goes. Um, okay uh, the next one is times and usher doesn't let us into the lower deck when we try 0. 0.5 so basically would we get stopped once um, I had the under and you had the over. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we ever got stopped trying to get into the lower deck.
1: No, I don't think so. I, yep. um <clears throat> No, I mean, I think we were prepared each time, um, but, yeah, definitely by the end, like, we weren't even, yeah, they weren't even checking, so...
0: No, no. Um, next one was Lance Lynn ejections over under zero point five. Um, I don't think he got ejected. I had the over. You had the under. Um, uh, I don't think he got ejected this year with the with the White Sox.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't recall if there were there were no there was nothing like you know notable or anything.
0: No, he definitely talked a lot of shit about them on the way out the door, but he didn't. Right. Um, he didn't I, get ejected.
1: I mean, he was ejected from the roster <laughs> in, a way, <laughs> in a way, but but yeah, and now. Yeah. He's, now he's part of this resurgent Cardinals rotation that I think is going to just heat up, just torch the NL Central. Um, so, you know, look out for that. What What is it, Jack? It's Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, and Lance Lynn. Yeah, uh, that's
0: like a combined uh, 110 years of age right there.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, 30 starts maybe combined. <laughs> I don't know. They'll, yeah, they'll probably no, all start, sure. but like Lynn and Gibson are gonna, they're gonna have ERAs over four for sure. So.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, at <laughs> least Gibson will be able to shag in the outfield, um, uh, uh for one more season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but th- those are those are oddball signings for sure. Um, uh, last one, Jeremy, uh, for White Sox, Jake Berger over under nineteen point five homers. He currently had four when we were doing this podcast. Yeah. I had the over. You had the under. You ended up hitting almost twice that many. He had thirty-four home runs. Yeah. Of course, not all of them were for the White Sox. In one of the most boneheaded trades I think of the baseball <sighs> season, uh, he's he's on the Marlins now. Um, so uh, yeah, th- I I have no clue why they got rid of him. But uh, yeah, he's not on the on the Sox anymore. Anyway, thirty four homers.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I realized he hit that many. I mean, he yeah, you know, it, I I'm I'm a Jake Berger fan. I think most White Sox are Jake Berger fans just because of his story and just because of his overall the vibe um and
0: he's a good he's a good signer
1: yeah yeah right he's a great signer and so like yeah i mean um yeah so uh, that's what a crappy trade for, like I,
0: I think they i think they said that was the, that was one where kenny williams went over rick Hahn's head on it and like rick, rick Hahn was like you know on the phone with somebody else and kenny williams traded jake berger behind his back um yeah that's that's what that's what they were saying <clears throat> so um, anyhow, uh, yeah, those were the White Sox one. And uh, we'll round it out here with two more categories. We have the Brewers uh, uh, first. So this was an interesting one because it's kind of a, a hybrid Brewers-Cubs. But we had uh, Eric Hosmer and Luke Voigt on the 40-man for their respective teams. Hosmer on the Cubs, Voigt on the Brewers. Uh, June we, we said June 15th was a date that they would be cut by, perhaps. Would it be earlier than that or later, over-under? Um, I had the under on Hosmer. And the over on Voight. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, you had the under on Hosmer and the under on Voight. So you said they would both be cut before June 15th. And in fact, they were. You were correct. Uh, Hosmer was cut on May 25th. Seems like he was on the team longer than that, but he wasn't. And Voight was cut on June 2nd. Voight, I saw he had 68 official at-bats for the Brewers and no home runs. So, yeah, you're not going to stick around as a first baseman in the majors if those are your numbers. Um, But Hosmer was pathetic, too. Uh, so yeah yeah you were right on both of those.
1: Yeah yeah it was not looking good there for, for a while but um No. but yeah.
0: It's Well yeah it, it's, it's, like we said they had to cut they had to cut Hosmer cuz like Ross would not stop playing him.
1: Yeah yeah exactly. It again it just this this Cubs team is like a tale of two teams basically it's yeah. kind of crazy but um but yeah so um yeah good riddance um so yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. yeah, uh, Christian Yelich, Jack, uh, we had over under two and a half or twelve and a half uh, homers. He had two at the time we we were, we made it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he ended up. Uh, I, we both took the over on that one, uh, and he ended up hitting nineteen. Uh, for some reason, I, I thought he had hit more than that. Um, I just hadn't looked at his stats in a while, but so you know, we had twelve point five. We both had the over, but he really wasn't over by that much.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's again like nine, even nineteen seems like a disappointment for Christian Yelich, but it, you know, we, at the time we, that would have been a good number. So, right. Yeah. Just surprising, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what you would have taken. Um, uh, all right. 2023 rookie of the year on the roster. Is it going to be on the Brewers? Yes or no? Um, I optimistically said yes, Jeremy, you said no. Uh, the answer of course was no the ro- the rookie of the year and he ran away with it was Corbin Carroll um, yeah. and frankly I don't think anybody on the Brewers really came close so no um, it yeah. was
1: a it was um you know it was like a it was a fair bet you got you had like I feel like three candidates basically mm-hmm. um, assuming Freilich came up which he did um, and I think those guys are going to be good for a long time yes. but but yeah Carroll was a unanimous um, <clears throat> winner it's Jack it's weird I feel like all like All four NL, uh, all four MVPs and rookies either were unanimous. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know. I I was wondering if it's because like there's so many news reports about like these guys. Are there so many people are already like predicting the winners like as early as August and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe that just gets in people's heads and they're like, yeah, well, of course, um, the MVP is Acuna and Otani, even though Otani was out for what most of September, I think. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. No, he was. Um, uh, I, I feel like unanimous uh, is not as fun as, you know, in actual competition. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know that there was any debate about any of those. Um, was it Who was it uh, uh, in the AL? Was It, it wasn't Gunnar Henderson, was it? It, I can't it was. It yeah. was. Okay, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Um, okay, but yeah, there was no debating that Corbin Carroll was going to get it. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, that is, that is an oddity. Um, but uh, yeah, no 2023 Rookie of the Year for the Brewers this year um Corbin Burns uh ERA over under four uh his ERA was 519 when we did this that podcast uh Jeremy you had the under I had the under but thought his ERA would be above 375 uh and his final ERA was 339 so the bastard ended up having a pretty good season (laughs) again
1: yeah for sure and um again talk about like a change in time now it's like Hell, Corbin Burns might be on the Cubs next year. <laughs> he might get traded <laughs> to the Cubs. But um yeah, I don't know. Uh I can't see that happening within the day. He, the he might sign rate.
0: with him as a as a free agent, but I don't I don't think the Brewers would trade him over there. Yeah,
1: right, right. So um <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh but uh yeah, I figured he would you know figure it out. So
0: Yeah, was, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Josh Hader might be on the Cubs next year. We'll see. Yeah. Um Eesh. okay, Devin Williams last one. Over under 24.5 saves. He current he had 2 at the time of the podcast. Uh I took the un, we both took the under on that one. Wow, that's weird. Um I don't know yeah. if we thought the Brewers were going to trade for an actual closer or what, but yeah, he ended up blowing it out of the water. He had 36 saves.
1: Yeah, pretty good year. Um <clears throat> so yeah, uh that was uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe cuz he just um
0: he had never been a closer before. I mean, he yeah. was, he was after the Brewers traded Hater, but I maybe maybe I was just thinking like, you know, the guy's going to blow up or something. But um yeah, he had a great year. Ray was 153. Um, he's another guy that they might trade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's just a weird twist of events here, but yeah. Um all right. Well, um let's see. So, let's go to the league then, Jack, and then we have yeah. our then we have our our uh, autographs and and Podcast related ones as well.
0: Yes, oh, those are fun. Um, all right, yeah. League, uh, Jared Kelenic. Oh boy, I don't, I don't know why he was on our minds, but he was. I think we just seen him hit like two homers, or I had been out of the game. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, three sixty-two, four home runs, eight RBIs was his current um, uh, statistics at the time. The over under was two sixty-five average, twenty-six home runs, and seventy RBIs. Uh, Jeremy, you had under for average and over for homers and RBIs. I had under for all three. Um, It turned out that he was under for home runs and RBIs uh, and average, too. Yeah, he was under for all of them. 11 home runs, 49 RBIs, and 253 average. So I guess I was right on that one, Um, although things certainly ended up looking promising when we did this podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Off to a good start. I, I had to go back and look at his game log to see see when he was actually at 362 for him to finish at 253. It's yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, he's just, I don't know if he's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, the Rays, um, I don't know how many wins they were at when we saw them, but they were dominating the league. Yeah. Um, honestly, so at some point they fell out of first place and it was kind of surprising, but... Um, we had them over under 109 and a half wins. Um and uh, they they finished with ninety nine, which is still yep. pretty darn good, but uh it was it, it was the under. We both had the under and uh we both hit that.
0: Yeah, hell Jeremy, they might have been like twelve and 0 when we did this podcast. I don't yeah. know. But uh yeah, we certainly did both have the under. That's a lot of wins to get. So I think we were yeah. right about that one. They had some unforeseen drama happen in, <laughs> in their season. So they may they yeah. may have had a few more wins, uh if, if that hadn't happened, but
1: yeah. Yeah. Um we'll uh, we'll never know. Um No. Cole Garrett Cole, we had over under 19 and a half wins. Yeah. Um, I took the under, Jack. You took the over. He ended up he ended up winning the AL Cy Young, but he he, he, he had 15 wins on the season.
0: Yeah, I you know, I think if the Yankees hadn't sucked so hard this year, um, he might have had a few more wins. Their lineup was was garbage. Um so maybe he would have had a few more um, if that hadn't been the case. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, I was very bullish on Garrett Cole. I don't know how many wins he uh, he had when we did when we did that podcast. But like you said, he still ended up winning the Cy Young.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who didn't win the NL Cy Young. Justin Steele didn't even wasn't even a finalist <laughs> for the Cy Young. Fucking bullshit. But um, yeah, give it to Blake Snell again, who pitched five innings. You know most games in the season. So big, yeah.
0: Guys yeah. never even thrown 180 innings. I don't think.
1: Yeah. That was a, that was a fucking bummer, but um, all right. So this one, this was a good one. This is one that I was like kind of keeping track of like most of the year, Justin Verlander and Ma- Max Scherzer over under starts uh, for the season 39 and a half uh, was the over under um, we both took the under on it. Yep. Um, Now they ended up with 54 starts uh, but <laughs> we didn't specify if it was starts for the season or starts for the Mets. For the Mets, they had a combined thirty-five starts. So this one's a, yeah. an asterisk, I would say.
0: Yeah, I don't think we anticipated those guys getting traded. Um, no, because the, the Mets were supposed
1: to, you know, be in contention.
0: Yeah, I mean, they had the highest payroll in the history of baseball. They were supposed to be a juggernaut. Although I, yeah. I think that I don't think anybody thought Verlander and Scherzer were going to lead them to the promised land with being as old as they are. But yeah, uh, yeah um, that's an interesting when you write it, there is an asterisk there, uh, <laughs> but I, I think the spirit of this one was, would they do that for the Mets? And yeah, they ended up with the under for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Javi Baez uh, just, you know, has been in, in a downward slide, a rapid downward slide since leaving the Cubs. Yeah. Um, we set an over-under for him at 220 batting average, 18 homers, and 65 RBIs. At the time of making this, he had he was hitting 184 with zero homers and five RBIs. Um, Jack, you took the under in all three, and I took the under in all three except for RBIs. So I, I predicted he'd hit over 65 RBIs. He ended up with a two twenty-two average, nine homers, and 59 RBIs. So he, he very slightly went over on the average and under on homers and RBIs.
0: Yeah, man, he's, he was way under on homers. Um, uh, he only hit half of what we, what we maybe predicted with those over-unders. Uh, yeah, what, just a dreadful season. I was reading an article in The Athletic about him recently, and he, uh, uh, he said, yeah, you know, um, I'm still going to swing at the slider and hit it too. Uh, so it, do- <laughs> it doesn't seem like he really um, is, is dedicated to making a whole lot of changes in his game to make things better. Um, uh, you know, I feel like Cubs fans understood him like no other fan base could. So maybe he'll find his way back on the Cubs somehow.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe if, um, well, good God, he just picked up some sort of like, um, option on his contract or something. So like, I don't know if the Cubs could stomach eating any of that contract, but like, it could be something where if they had some sort of like short-term injury, they you know he they could maybe pick him up and use him, but like it just I don't know. But yeah, it just definitely seems like the Cubs had magic in a bottle or lightning in a bottle there with um, with Baez as a Cub, and it's just not translating outside of that. So no, no. Um, stolen bases were up in the league uh, this year. Um, we had an over/under set at seventy-five percent success rate for stolen bases. Um, I went with the under. Jack, you went with the over. And it looks like the uh, overall success rate was eighty point two percent. So the overhead that's, on that,
0: yeah, um, that's a little too high in my opinion. Yeah, um, just it, it, it kind of makes stolen bases less exciting if guys are getting it eighty percent of the time.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like they went from like not stealing to like hit, stealing. You know, being successful uh, four out of five times. So yeah, um, I don't know. That's yeah, it, it it swung too far the other way, basically.
0: It did. Um, Here's one, though, that I like as far as all the rule changes go. It's an average game time, over under two hours, 30 minutes. Um, We both had the over on this one, and we were correct. It was two hours, 42 minutes. Uh, But, yeah, after a little bit of getting used to, um i like the pace of play there are some times where it seems like you know you're at a game and all of a sudden it's the sixth inning and things are just moving too fast but yeah. i feel like there's always that one inning in the game that kind of slows things down and you know yeah usually it ends up being about two hours and 40 minutes anyway um so i'm yeah. good with the pitch clock i like it uh, and i'm sticking to that
1: yeah, yeah. It's um it, there were times where it was nice um to be to be out earlier, especially with us now like the fact that you have to tack on like an extra hour and a half to the yes. experience like for us staying after and getting graphs. It it actually helped out our lives a, li- a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think at the time that we made this the it seemed like the game average was was like 220 or something or maybe yeah. 219 or something and you know, I said early on like that's maybe too short. Um, yes. two and a half would be cool. I'm actually surprised that it was two hours and 42 minutes. Same. Um, but, um, but yeah, we, we kind of thought that it would, it would, you know, kind of average out and it did. And, um, but yeah, I agree. It's nice. Um, I will say one of the things that's, it's interesting about it is it went and this works both ways, but like, if you were ever to like, try to. Go to the game after work or something. Like, if you went to a Friday game and you took a half day and then headed down to Wrigley and you're like, oh, I'll miss the first, you know, couple, I'll miss the first inning, but I'll get there, you know, I'll get there by like 150 for a 120 start. It's like you may have missed like three, four innings at that point. So it's like, it's hard to like kind of jump into a game like late and try to catch most of it because you might miss half of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to go to, there's been a couple times where I've I've tried to go to a day game and then go to like my my after school teaching job or something, and you know I would maybe have to leave in the eighth or ninth inning. It's like now it seems like you could kind of catch a game and then yep. make it somewhere for like early afternoon. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting how it's all changed, but uh, but it's ultimately good.
0: Definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, last one, uh, Luisa Rise. Over under 350 average. Um, I had the over. You had the under, Jeremy. Uh, and he finished at 354, yeah. which kind of blow. Which it's kind of blows my mind. People were talking about him a lot uh, in the beginning of the year, uh, but I kind of lost track of him. Uh, but yeah, another batting title for him. 354 average. That is that is pretty insane. Um, so congrats, congrats to Luis Arise. Um, and yeah, he was over on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It um, yeah 400 just wasn't sustainable, but. No. Um, he was uh, looking good for the first half of the season, um, but yeah, still pretty strong finish. So, yeah, he's a he's a, an exciting guy to see. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And we saw um, him. We saw him get a hit. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we did. Um, and he, uh, yeah, didn't sign for us though. Did not, <laughs> right. did not sign for us. Three three twenty six career average though. So that's that's pretty studly. Um, okay. Finally, last but not least, uh, real quick, we got our podcast specific ones. Um, first one was a well, question. Yeah. Well, we have our our
1: bus auto ones as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, our, our Oh, our oh yeah, our bus auto and podcast ones are split. Yeah, there's only only a couple of podcast ones. Um, great. Yeah, so the bus auto ones though, uh, those are its own category. Um, so uh, uh here was a question: Will we get Bellinger and Saya? Yes or no? We both said no. We got Saya really early in the year. Um, yeah. and you know I can't believe we ever thought we wouldn't get him because he did sign a couple times. So yeah, Bellinger. It, that question should have been: Will we get Bellinger and Swanson? Um, yeah. Yeah, we just didn't know it yet, but, uh, yeah, we both said no, we did get Saya. never even came close on Bellinger. I never saw him sign.
1: No, I think he may have signed for like Josh in the first week of the season he did. or something, he but, did. um, yep. never again. I mean, say was, was no sure thing, but, um, I think we maybe had like another chance beyond when we got him. So, yep. Yep. um, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it was cool to get him and, um, yeah. All the other unexpected guys, but but yes, definitely Swanson for next year. And I'm not even sure if it's worth making one because the answer will probably be no. We should we should maybe do like will we get counsel?
0: <laughs> yeah, that actually that would be a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, Brewers player autos. Uh, so not coaches, players. Uh, it yeah. was at one one point five. Um, I had the under. I was feeling cynical about that one. I guess you had the over. Uh, yeah. It ended up being over for that one. Um, uh, we each got a couple of brewers. I mean, I got off the top of my head. I know I got Chafin. I know I got oh, yeah. uh, Willie Willie Adamas. Um, yeah, for sure. You got Devin Williams, Jeremy, a couple other guys. Right? I got
1: I got Andrew Monasterio and Devin yep. Williams. Um, yep. I'm trying to remember if I got anybody else though. But um, yeah, I that's true because you got we. I guess we were to. Together we were we were kinda not together. I guess like I got Williams before you got there, and then you got those guys and I wasn't there. So Yep. And then was, I
0: got yeah, I got Canna too.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. We got Canna, uh we got Canna together. Yep. And um there might have been one other guy. Oh, Bryce Wilson, right?
0: Yes, we, we got him too, yeah. Okay,
1: that's right. Okay, so yeah, it, it was it was successfully over. I when I looked at this at first glance, I'm like, I think we only got the coaches, but I forgot that we did get those guys. So yeah, over for the Brewers players.
0: Um, the next one was White Sox autos, 2.5. Jeremy, you had the over, I had the under, uh, combined. We definitely went over that one. I mean, I know I at least got Kopech. I don't know if I got anybody else, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And you got a couple guys too, besides that you got Berger, right? Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. Berger and Kolos at the game and Kopech. And, um, then I got Tanner Banks at, uh, and, and, uh, What's his name? Brent Honeywell at yes. uh, at Wrigley Field. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. I forgot about Burger and uh, and Colas uh, and Copec. I forgot about the ones we got at um, guaranteed rate. So, yeah, we, we went over on that one, too. Pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh the the next one is instant ink occurrences. Over under three point five. Uh we both had the over on that one. Christ, man, I think Dennis <laughs> covered that uh during the government bailout in that last series.
1: Yeah. Know? It's it's true. Um I even think I mean, I, I think there was an instance where I had instant ink in some way. Like I oh yeah, the like um uh what was it? The Victor Vodnik card <laughs> for the for the Rockies. I got the custom card in the mail that day and I that or the day before, and then I got um him to sign it. So that was like that was uh my own version of instant ink. So yeah, we we definitely hit that one, the over on that. Yeah,
0: I, I was rooting for you to get that Rick Short one too, because I gave you that uh, card. So, I know. Right. Yeah. Would have been uh would have been unique. Um okay, yeah, so we, we uh we, we went way over on that one. Uh new Cubs staff friends. Um yeah. Uh, I guess we we made a you know I guess we made friends with Smoky lady although I'm not sure how, how much I want to call her a friend but I know. know she she did come to know us
1: yeah we she kind of like f- was in our good graces and then kind of fell out a little bit towards the end yeah um so not so great there um yeah I know I mean uh you know it's weird in a weird way like um the adult stupidity guy like I think that was maybe me and Chris, but he like, he did like call us like the real ones, uh, (laughs) you know? Uh, So that was like slightly a thing. I mean, I guess if you don't if, if adult stupidity doesn't yell at you and like, you know, uh, emasculate you in front of your son, it's considered, (laughs) it's considered a win. So in that, in that regard, we should count him as a friend, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Uh, Real nice. Also, um, you know, I I don't know if this one counts, but it, you and Winston started to kind of get to know each other at the end of the year yeah.
1: too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's some fringe things there that we could probably count as a yes. So yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, Jack, there we uh, you might skip the uh, manager autos.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I I did skip that one. So yeah, the manager autos uh, was two point five over under. I had the over. Jeremy, you had the under on that one. You were a little cynical, but yeah, uh, yeah, we we went we went pretty well over that one. Um, I got Tori Lovello, David Bell. You got Matt Quatraro, Kevin Cash, in addition to uh, Lavello as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there might have been a couple other guys we got too.
1: Yeah, Shelton. Yep, um, you, got, you got Shelton. Yeah, on uh, a custom card. Yeah, so we yeah we did better than we thought. I did better than I thought even. Like when we were recounting, it. we this is when we recounted. Um, pre-recording here just a little bit ago just to confirm but uh hit the over on that so that was cool and uh yeah yeah hopefully hope we do so again there'll be some new blood out there
0: yeah for sure um uh uh, this is a good one, Jeremy. New recurring characters. Yeah. Uh, one point five. Uh, I had the under. Wow, I don't know why you had the over. Um, yeah, Dennis. Dennis himself is a recurring character. Yeah. Big shot. Big shorty. Yeah. Uh, Norman, we saw a few times as well. <laughs> Fucking Norman, dude. I I can't stand Norman. <laughs> Norman.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, Norman. Oh man. Yeah. Too good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I think this year proved that there are going to be weirdos that come out of the woodwork and then return you know yes. so we will i'm sure we'll you know we should definitely bump up we should do this again and bump up that number
0: yeah know? oh a- absolutely um and this is one for already recurring characters but uh yeah. combined ick and the stick plus sweatpants guy sightings over <laughs> under 3.5 um yeah. i can i can happily say that we mm. both chose the under on that one and we were both right thank goodness um we- I, I did see – I saw Sweatpants guy at Wrigley, and Jeremy, you just saw him too.
1: Oh, man. I mean, this is – I forgot that this was one of the categories, and what great fucking timing. But, yeah, yeah Jack, you saw Sweatpants guy um, on your own after yep. the Cubs-D-backs game yep. um, towards the end of the season, and I was – I was I had already, like, left the, the stadium at that point, and you sent me a picture of the fucking guy. Yep. Um, and then, Jack, I sent you a picture – on the Sunday at the at the card convention of a guy, he was kind of in the distance. I'm like, I think I'm not sure. If, I did I sent the tech the photo to Jack with no context, and I Jack didn't respond to it right away. And I'm like, Jack, look at that picture, man. And uh, I guess did you look closer? And then
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I think I, I was probably working that day because it was that Sunday and it was just a lot going on. Yeah. But then I finally looked at that picture and all I saw was sweatpants. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, is that who I think it is? And you know, you you in all caps, you said yes. Yeah, um, fucking sweatpants
1: yeah. guy, man. He 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 like walked by me, and I'm like,
0: oh, sweatpants guy. And then
1: like, and like it took me like you know, thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, and then I'm like, I gotta get a picture. And oh, I like yeah. fucking trailed behind him, and like I took a stealthy picture, and then peeled off, and then like texted it right to you. So, um, we each had our own solo sweatpants guy sighting, which is just the fucking best, right? That's just the it. Best. It is.
0: It yeah. is. Um, so yeah, the over under for that was 3.5. We, we came close to getting it with just sweatpants guy sightings. Yeah, um, we
1: had zero ick in the stick sightings this year, which yes. is like that was that was a surprise. So they didn't, it, they're the ones they dropped their end of the, uh, the you know, the end of the bargain on that one. Like they, they could have helped sweatpants guy out a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. We would have hit the over if they would have been on it. But I guarantee you, uh, as well, that we will see Sweatpants Guy at CubsCon. Um, yeah. He's uh, pretty much guaranteed to be there. I don't think Dennis is going to be there because, it, it, you know, there's a fee to get into it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll probably see Anthony too. I, I don't know. Cause Anthony's from last year, so I don't know if we can count him as a new recurring character. But, um, yeah, overall, uh, with that stuff, it was it was great. And, um, you know, I look forward to more of it next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, – Yeah. Who knows what's in store for 2024?
0: Oh yeah. Um. All right. Last one. Podcast man. Uh. We got foul balls over under zero point five. So basically, would we get one? Um. Jeremy, you had the over. I had the under. I don't think yeah. we got any this year, did we? We were under on that.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even sure if we came close necessarily. But no, no. Um, coming off of a year where we both hit two. Um, or you know, two combined. Um, yeah. It seemed like zero point one was a fair assessment, and even when we did sit down. In that section for the White Sox, I felt like it was possible every single time. For sure. So I think I think that that's it's fair to to put that on the on on the list for next year, and I, I would maybe take the over again next year. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely.
0: We'll see. Yeah. Um, rain delays, rainouts, one point five. Um We both had the over on it. Man, that's yeah. cynical. Uh yeah. Thank God. I think it was none this year, right? I,
1: I believe it was none. Yeah. Yeah. I had one rainy uh, graphing session with the Red Sox, but no uh no actual game rainouts or rain delay yeah no rain delays I don't think I went to a game with my dad that started like three hours late because of a rain delay or something like that two hours late but um, nothing uh I don't think anything for the pod
0: sure we'll knock on wood you know get yeah. it uh, so we'll see for next year uh games attended 19.5 uh, wow Jeremy you had the under on that one I had the over um I think we crushed it I don't know how many we went to this year but it well, was it was like almost 25 I think.
1: Well for the podcast jack I I have 17.
0: Oh really? Okay, so that's crazy that it's that that it's that low.
1: Yeah, I think I mean I think like I know you went to a lot of games on your own. I went to, you know, a fair amount on my own. Okay. Um, but for the podcast, I have 16 major league games and then the one minor league game. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, crazy. It, okay. So yeah, it was it was under. You were you were right. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think I went to all, I I went to like over thirty games this year, but I guess a lot of those were just by myself. Um, man, I didn't realize how many games I, I went to without without you, but um, and you yeah. probably went to a similar number. So,
1: okay, yeah. all right,
0: yeah. that's that's interesting to know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, non Cubs White Sox games. Um, two and a half. Um, like I said, we went to a Beloit Snappers game. No other MLB games. Um, but uh, you had the over, I had the under, and um. Yeah, I guess I was more pessimistic about how many games we'd get to this year, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately we didn't get to 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 any to you know two and a half non Cubs Sox games. Uh, it's always the goal, though.
0: Yes, agreed. Maybe uh, maybe next year we'll see if we can do it. Um, finally, shortest game we attend two hours. Uh, we both had the over on it, and uh, yeah, I don't think we attended a game that was under two although that uh that Drew Smiley one of course the cubs scored a bunch of runs in that one so that may have been yeah. a longer game but um we attended some short ones
1: yeah there were definitely some ones like below 2 hours and 20 minutes for sure
0: yeah yeah so, definitely
1: but um but yeah so uh yeah it's an interesting year i guess the you know overall like no shortage of weirdos and the game went a lot faster and we did better in autographs than we thought we would
0: yeah, and a tale of two seasons for both of our teams. Uh, the Cubs yeah. were a mess to start the season uh, and a mess to end it too. But they, you know, they, they got back in it um, for a while and were serious contenders to make the playoffs. The Brewers, um, you know, started off as the favorites in the division, uh, ended up winning the division, and now are in shambles. So, um, <laughs> what a what a difference you know seven months can make. Uh, but there's always next year, as they say.
1: Yeah, for sure. If uh, the you know, Brewers maybe can make some similar starting pitching signings to the Cardinals. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. There's a lot coming up um, with free agency and uh, Yamamoto and, and Otani. And so and then, uh, you know, some conventions, Cubs convention. Um, so, yeah, there's there, there'll be some stuff in real baseball and for the podcast as well. So it'll be exciting to see
0: yeah absolutely Um, so for Rain Delay Theater uh, I'm Jack Swakowski
1: and I'm Jeremy Dionisio
0: we'll see you next time
1: later